Hi, welcome to this special virtual summit edition of the HRD Live podcast. I'm Finn Murphy, content manager for HRD Connect, and I'll be your host. This conversation was adapted from an interview that was conducted live at HRD, a virtual experience US, on September 17th, 2020. Please note that because this was a fully remote event, the audio quality may fluctuate slightly from time to time. My guest for this interview is Claude Silver, Chief Heart Officer at VaynerMedia. Claude had just delivered a fantastic life masterclass based on what makes up an empathetic leader and why it matters to businesses today. As Claude left the virtual stage, she joined HRD Connect to give us a rundown of the themes she covered and the key takeaways from the presentation. Enjoy the podcast. So I suppose from your presentation as a bit of a summary for anyone that's seen it or maybe a bit late to it, what do you think would be the most important points to take from it? Yeah, I think, I think a few, uh, few key points people could take away. I think one, as, as leaders, it's really important that we understand that we have the ability to unlock people. And in order to do that, we must be empathetic. We must have self-awareness. We must be coming from a place of we, not I. Those types of things are incredibly important and available to any single one of us at any single time. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, as a, as a leader, it's, it's very important to be connected to the emotional landscape of each and every individual in your company. Um, you need to be concerned with their unspoken and spoken fears, um, and you need to be able to bring an optimistic yet realistic point of view to each and every one of them. So... You know, empathy is something that I believe every single person has access to. It's a matter of digging deep and wanting to both touch that part in yourself and expand upon that part in yourself. And I really believe that anyone can access empathy and move towards empathetic leadership. No, that sounds like a fantastic summary. Um, I think recent times have really put so much pressure on employees and leaders in particular, do you think, say, over the recent months, or I should say for the majority of this year, that we've seen the sort of push towards empathic leadership as sort of a continuation of a trend we've seen in recent times, or has it required quite a sort of sudden change in how leaders can behave? Well, you know, that's a, that's a phenomenal question, because I do think that we have been circling for quite a while around leaning in more uh, on in emotional uh, intelligence and becoming uh, you know heart-based leaders if you will and and really paying attention to the heartbeat of our company. So I think it's been in the ethos. I do think that COVID and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and other things that have been happening in 2020 have certainly given everyone a big big nudge to go deeper into this place, to actually take the plunge, not just dip their toe into looking at what it, what it takes to be an empathetic leader. Uh, the workforce today is, is really saying that they want to be valued. They want to uh, have work that they believe in. They want their leaders to help them grow and develop. They want to be given feedback. They want to be giving op- opportunities. And so you know, 
it's up to us as leaders to really listen and then do something about it. And as you know, I've always said, people need people, people need people that listen, and then people need people that listen and do something. And the time is now to do that. No, that makes complete sense. I think people are really um, looking for change. And I think that your role at VaynerMedia has been so innovative as chief heart officer. Do you feel that say, in, in your industry and more broadly speaking, businesses have adopted the sort of innovative, innovative approach that you've taken at your firm? All I could say is it's an honor to do what I do every single day. And I would hope that people can see what it is I'm doing and be inspired to give it a shot in their own companies. I don't think it's any magic that I have my sleeve. It, for me, it's very common sense in terms of, um, you know, look, look, I've been a worker bee before and I've been on the floor and I know what my needs were. And so I'm responding basically to what I believe people are saying today and what I was saying back then. It just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't really um, uh, listened to, if you will, because it was a different time and place. So my, um, my hope is that, you know, if, if there's anything I'm doing um, is creating workplaces that are full of psychological safety and humanity and that we can, we can really start to treat our employees just as we treat our friends. There should be no reason that we don't trust the people we hire to work for us. Mm. I think that makes, um, that makes complete sense. And I'd I'll suggest that perhaps with the infrastructure you've put in your place at VaynerMedia, it's coalesced quite well with the sort of growing demands we've seen over recent times of, in terms of diversity and inclusion, uh, people wanting their voices heard and to be represented correctly. Do you think that the work that's been put in place has managed to sort of bring the two together quite well? I absolutely do. I think that, you know, as I, as I continue to say, we had this opportunity yesterday. We had this opportunity a year ago, five years ago. However, we needed some kind of um, enormous global wake-up call to um, kind of shake us out of our sleep and our slumber. And now, you know, leaning into being being there for our employees is is more needed today than ever. So. You know, the time is now making sure that you are able to give your employees that safety, you know, I got your back type of feeling like it's okay if you fail, it doesn't mean you're going to lose your job, it means you're going to stand back up and do it again with coaching, those types of things, you know, you, I, I, I believe that the, the role of human resources and the role of leadership is always to turn other people into heroes, is always to turn people into champions. And that, you know, really, really takes the culture understanding that is about we, it is about the entire ecosystem, not just about me. That's the, that's the big change here. And again, this is something that people have been looking and asking for for years. It's just now, now is the time because the world has changed. We are all looking at each other through a screen and uh, this screen means we need to lean much more into creating connection with each other, being more vulnerable, and certainly being more authentic. You know, we're looking at each other in, in each other's homes. 
when has that ever happened? So um, it's a phenomenal opportunity for transformation and the, and the time is now. I think you, I think you raised a fantastic point there where I suppose that it is such a massive opportunity for businesses to save in a new way and really sort of get the most out of their employees and their, their business. But what, what, what do you see as the key challenges you're facing aside from the sort of the general uncertainty in the marketplace? Well, you know, there's a, an enormous mental health challenge right now, which is people are anxious. Not only are they, uh, do they have anxiety if their job will be safe or they'll be furloughed, but they have anxiety whether or not uh, they'll ever be able to, you know, see their friends again, see their families again. You know, they have to, you know, we all have to wear masks. None of us know if we're smiling under those masks. So there's an, an enormous amount of, of um, anxiety, uncertainty, and I think even, you know, to some extent, a low-grade depression. And these are things that are, are much more surfaced today than they ever have been. And they're surfaced in a, in, in a global setting. It's not just, you know, Jane or Jack. So we need to be paying attention to what it is that's going on under the surface behind that person's eyes, if you will, because a whole life exists there. You know, every single person has their own psychology and uh, we need to be paying attention to that as much as we need to be paying attention to our own because it's very difficult to be there for someone hundred percent if you're not here. No, that, I think that makes complete sense. And I'd add that, it's interesting the role you have and the work that VaynerMedia has done in that it seems quite well suited to this new, very new, very sudden uh, transition to working from home where, you know, people need that sense of uh, connection, uh, that, that, that drive that other people give them. And it, but it can feel so absent in uh, these quite sort of alienated ways of working. Thousand percent, and and you know we are wired to belong. We are wired to be in community with one another. This didn't start in the twentieth century. This started at the dawn of time. You know we've been in tribes. We've been with one another. So connection is is key. I mean connection is the grandfather of everything. But you must have psychological safety. You must be creating a culture where there is no fear right. and that that takes every single person to contribute to that that's not just my job or my boss gary's job that is every single person's job to put their thumbprint on the culture and creating a place that feels like hey i can come in and i can be myself you know and you're going to give me a chance you're going to trust me first you know these types of things are so like i said they seem very commonsensical and I know they're not for some reason. And that's, you know, that's the thing I'm trying to get at. Like, why, why do we go into work? Why do we start our day even behind a screen and pretend that you don't have flesh and blood? Like I have flesh and blood, you know, that's the biggest challenge for me. And that's why my job will never be done. I think uh, that's, that's a, a, a fantastic summary, I think, how so many HR leaders feel. And I think that um, a lot of leaders would find it quite useful to think that if they could 
step into their office, their virtual office tomorrow, and make just a few key changes to have sort of effective, empathic leadership, where do you think they need to start? Okay, they need to start listening. That is the key. You need to listen to your people and you need to listen with open ears, open minds, non-judgment. That's enormous. I mean, just enormous. And anyone and everyone can do that. We all have access right now to being able to hear, right? You need to give people autonomy and let them spread their wings, let them fly, knowing that you're there, you're going to catch them. So you need to provide, you need to, you need to actually say that to someone, Hey, I'm here to turn you into a champion. It's going to take some hard work, right? I'm going to give you some very critical feedback, but I'm going to give you the expectations and it's going to be up to you and your team and your cohort to get you there. You know, don't micromanage me. That's something that we all fall into this trap of wanting to get our paws on everything. But if we're giving someone autonomy and then we micromanage them, then there's no autonomy, you know? And I also think you want to recognize people. You want to say, thank you. You want to say, um, hey, that was great. That was a great job. I really see the effort that you're putting in here. I can see the improvement that you've made. Those types of things are really, really important. And you can do that today. Right. Listening, leaning in, providing a, a, a place where people can get growth and feedback and honesty and action items to go forward. You know, we can't just give someone, by the way, we can't just give someone feedback and then never check in on them. So these are the things I think, you know, the world of HR has been boxed in for so long in terms of, you know, just being uh, compliant officers and benefit officers and operators. And the fact is, is like, we're humans too. And I think that we got into this role because we wanted to be of service to people. Right. We want to help people. We want to be guides. So let us be guides. Oh, that makes complete sense. And I think that um, just, just to wrap up quickly, um, is there anything you think is adjacent or related to the topic of empathic HR leadership? You didn't really manage to sum up in your presentation, but you think would be important to sort of um, get across to HR leaders? You know, I'm going to go back to the, one of the slides I shared there um, uh, in the presentation, which was uh, a quote from Brene Brown. And it, uh, it reads, true belonging does not require you to change who you are. It only requires you to be who you are. And that, in summary, is what I'm talking about. I couldn't think of a better way to sum up your presentation. Thanks so much for your time, Claude. To keep up to date with the latest developments in the HR industry, please make sure you follow HRD Connect on Twitter and LinkedIn and subscribe to our podcasts, which are available on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you.